You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. Let us open the Word of our God together. We turn this morning to Numbers 9, 1-14, to which is both our scripture reading as well as our text this morning. The Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they came out of Egypt. He said, Have the Israelites celebrate the Passover at the appointed time. Celebrate it at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in accordance with all its rules and regulations. So Moses told the Israelites to celebrate the Passover and they did so in the desert of Sinai at twilight on the 14th day of the first month. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. But some of them could not celebrate the Passover on that day because they were ceremonially unclean on account of a dead body. So they came to Moses and Aaron that same day and said to Moses, We have become unclean because of a dead body. But why should we be kept from presenting the Lord's offering with the other Israelites at the appointed time? Moses answered them, Wait until I find out what the Lord commands concerning you. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, When any of you or your descendants are unclean because of a dead body or are away on a journey, they may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. They are to celebrate it on the 14th day of the second month at twilight. They are to eat the lamb together with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They must not leave any of it till morning or break any of its bones. When they celebrate the Passover, they must follow all the regulations. But if a man who is ceremonially clean and not on a journey fails to celebrate the Passover, that person must be cut off from his people because he did not present the Lord's offering at the appointed time. That man will bear the consequences of his sin. An alien living among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover must do so in accordance with its rules and regulations. You must have the same regulations for the alien and the native born. Beloved congregation of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, the Lord's Supper which we are about to celebrate together this morning, did not fall out of the New Testament sky. But rather, history and its history and background run deep. It goes all the way back to the Old Testament and to that special Old Testament feast called the Passover. And now that is also the subject that we have come to in our series of sermons on the book of Numbers. We have come to Numbers chapter 9. And what is the first part of that chapter all about? Well, it's about the Passover. And it's about all kinds of Passover details and regulations. And now you will understand that in this short sermon before the Lord's Supper, we do not have time to go into all of these details. But instead, we will stick to the main points and to the basic principles found in our text. And so when we do that, what do we see? 
Well, we see that while our text says a lot about the Passover, it says even more about the God of the Passover. And what does it say about Him? And what light does this shed, if any, on this particular celebration of the Lord's Supper? Well, I would like to preach to you this morning on the following theme. What does Passover reveal about our God? Well, beloved, I would say that if you look at this scripture passage, you have to say that one of the first things that it reveals about our God is that our God is a God of precision, a God of orders, rules, regulations, and standards. And I say that because of what you find revealed in the verses 1 to 5. Verse 1 says that God spoke to Moses in the first month, the second year. Verse 2 reveals that he wants the Passover to be celebrated at the appointed time. Verse 3 elaborates on this and says that it needs to be done at the appointed time again, at twilight on the 14th day of this month. And the same verse also adds that it has to be done in accordance with all its rules and regulations. And verse 5 further explains that the Israelites, through Moses, heard what God said and did what God commanded. It remarks that the Israelites did everything as the Lord commanded Moses. And so you can say that the Israelites followed the rules. They stuck precisely to God's timetable. And as well, there is every indication that they followed the ceremonial rules outlined in Exodus chapter 12, where you find the Passover described. They followed them to a T. And that meant that a lamb was taken a year old without defect. That on the 14th day it was slain at twilight, that some of its blood was put on the sides and tops of the door frames of their houses. And that night the meat was roasted over the fire along with the bitter herbs and the unleavened bread. And the meat was not to be eaten raw, and either all of it was to be eaten or else the remainder of it had to be burned. None of it was to be left until the morning. In us, yes, and all the while, as they were eating, they were to have their cloaks tucked into their belts, their sandals on their feet, and their staffs in their hand. All in all, then, there is no doubt as to just how the Lord wants the Israelites to observe the Passover. He gives very precise instructions. He's very particular, you can say, when it comes to his worship. In other words, the Israelites are not to celebrate this feast day whenever it pleases or suits them. And neither are they allowed to do on this particular feast day whatever they like. They're not allowed to say, well, let's skip sheep or goat and let's have roast beef instead. They're not permitted to turn bitter herbs into sweet. They cannot substitute Kaiser buns for unleavened bread. No, the instructions are clear. And the Lord is adamant. Do it my way and my way only. Yes, and if you think of it, all of that has implications. It also has implications for our worship today. 
Sometimes it seems that in Christian worship today, everything goes. It's all allowed. It's all permitted. That God doesn't care how we worship Him as long as we worship Him. But is that true? Our text says otherwise. It says that our God cares about when and how we worship Him That worship is not a free-for-all. It is not a case of every man or every church doing what they think is right in their own sight. Now, worship needs to conform to God's will. We should take care that we only do what God commands and prescribes. And not whatever we wish. After all, our God is a God of precision, of rules, of order of standards and holiness. But now, beloved, before you take this and run away with it, so to speak, notice there is another part to our text. For no sooner is Israel reminded of the time of the Passover and the precise manner of its celebration, and there is a problem. And the problem comes out in the verses 6 to 13. Apparently, some Israelites were excluded from the Passover celebration. And why were they excluded? Well, because they had touched a dead body. Probably they had just buried a relative or a friend or a neighbor. And so what are they to do? Are they to abstain from the Passover and and to wait a whole year before the next celebration comes around? For I remind you, the Passover was celebrated only once a year. But is that fair? Is that just? Moses doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have an answer, so he offers to speak to the Lord. And what does the Lord say? Does the Lord say, too bad, a rule is a rule. Does he say, my rules and regulations can never be changed and they will be applied in all and every circumstance and situation, no matter what? Now, beloved, Israel's God and our God does not say that. Instead, he allows these Israelites who have become unclean to celebrate the Passover, but then they are to celebrate it a month later. Instead of the first month, it'll be the second month. And when they do celebrate it a month later, they are to do it exactly in the same manner as was done by the rest of Israel a month earlier. Verse 13 says they must observe and follow all the regulations. Now having taken note of all of this, We ask again, what kind of a God is our God? He's a God of precision, yes. But notice he's also a God of understanding. He knows our frame. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our struggles. And he also knows that we live in a fallen world where things do not always work right or work out perfectly. 
In other words, there can be special circumstances and there are special times when exceptions have to be made to the rules. The church of the Old Testament and the church today is ruled not by a book of rules, but ultimately by the God of precision and understanding. Of course, some of you will be inclined to say at this point, if the church gives an inch, some will take a mile. But then note as well what it says in verse 13. There you have a warning about taking advantage of the God of all understanding. It involves the case of a man who snubs the Passover. He's not unclean, and he's not away on a journey. Now this man is just rather stubborn and disobedient. He's involved in self-willed worship. It's my way and not God's way. My beloved, in such a case, there is no understanding. There's only discipline. The discipline of being excluded from among God's people. And so we are reminded... Rejoice in the knowledge that God understands us and understands our situation. But do not dare to abuse His understanding. Yes, and as you rejoice in God's understanding, remember to rejoice especially in His grace. But look, our text isn't finished. There's also verse 14. It describes the situation of the alien or the sojourner, someone also called the refugee who has taken up permanent residence in the promised land. And what should Israel do with him or her or with them? Should she exclude them, blacklist them? Well, you have to say it depends. It depends on their motivation. Do they really want to partake of the Passover? And it also depends on their knowledge and commitment. First, do they understand what this feast is all about? What is being celebrated? And secondly, are they willing to live according to its rules and regulations? Beloved, our text assumes a situation in which there is motivation, knowledge, and commitment. And then in that context, God gives the green light. He says, you must have the same regulations for the alien and the native-born. In other words, admission to the Passover It's not just left up to personal discretion and private decision. No, again, there are rules and regulations. But then notice that more than anything else, they are rules and regulations that are, as it were, coded in grace. 
For the obvious answer to say in this case would have been, you're not an Israelite. You don't belong. You're out. You're forbidden. But our God did not allow Moses or Israel to say that. And why? Because he's a God of grace. In addition to being a God of precision and understanding. And indeed, is that not also something that should hit home to us? As we partake of the supper of our Lord Jesus Christ together this morning. Of course, it's connected to the, to the Passover. But you know, in so many ways, it surpasses the Passover. Instead of once a year, we get to celebrate it at least six times a year. Instead of depicting a hasty meal before an ominous journey, we can celebrate in comfort and appropriate dress. Instead of eating bitter herbs and unleavened bread, we can drink wine and eat normal bread. And instead of slaughtering a lamb or a goat, we can lift our eyes up to Jesus Christ, our great Paschal Lamb, who is seated today at the right hand of God the Father. Yes, and instead of aliens being an exception and Israelites being the norm, we now all belong. The grace of Almighty God has turned from a trickle into a flood. The wall of separation, as the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 2, has been taken down. The love and the mercy of God flow freely and fully to all who believe from every tribe and tongue and nation. We may partake of the supper of the Lamb. And they've in the certainty that he covers all our sins, pays for all our rule-breaking, understands us completely, and loves us forever. What a God we have, what a Savior we have, let us celebrate. Amen. This has been a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.langleycanrc.org.